Welcome, you guys. Welcome. Hey. 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 She picks the best music. Hey. Hey. That's some good shit right there. <laughs> Shout out to Yando Beats. On YouTube. I'm telling y'all she finds the best music. Shout out to him. Welcome to this week's episode of Lady and the Stud. Hi, that, baby. Hi, baby. This is like our 16th episode, I think, or okay. 17. Okay. Also, what's today's date? Today is the um, February the... Um, wow, what you need What's the date? I don't know. The you look on your phone. I, I'm on here. 16th, 17th. Wow. What, what does it say? It's Sunday the 17th. Happy anniversary, you asshole. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, were we in two months and strong? We're two months strong into our marriage, our legal. Right? Marriage. It feels good to be legal, but happy anniversary to you too, baby. Happy anniversary. Um, thank you guys for tuning in this week <laughs> and dealing with our madness. Our shenanigans. Our shenanigans. Um, we hope everyone has had a great weekend. Mm-hmm. I am feeling better. Yes. Um, thank you guys for all the listens and all the reach outs that's mm-hmm. starting to happen. Mm-hmm. We are thankful that you guys listen to us and view us as, I guess, like a voice that reflects your voice. Maybe. You know, I'm trying to be poetic and shit. You know? <laughs> and you're doing it. You doing like, it? I just need some snaps. Okay, I got we you. We are the reflection of the embodiment of There's the something black wrong with you. experience. There's something wrong with you mentally, but I love it. Three snaps, right on. <laughs> so one thing we said we were going to do, we played back a few of our episodes, and like we've mentioned several times, mm-hmm. we're new to this whole, you know, experience. And um, basically, we apologize for yelling into the mic. We laugh loudly. We didn't know our volume is really low mm-hmm. on the microphone that we have, mm-hmm. and so we we're just like, "Oh, it's low." You know, they can't, you know, hear us screaming or anything. But apparently, certain times you can. So, so I was listening to the podcast. Was it Saturday? It was yesterday. Yeah, we were driving to the fair. Yeah, and uh, like I kept having to adjust my sound because sometimes we would get really loud. Other times we would get really low. So. I just want to say sorry for you know it's trial and error you know we, out here in these out here in these streets. streets we just have our little mic here and uh, we're making it work until you know it can turn into something else until but, we get our studio because it's coming yeah it's coming we're manifesting but also too we're taking action so it's going to happen <laughs> so if I'm sounding as if you know I'm speaking <laughs> in a certain cadence mm-hmm. I'm really working on it you know um. And also, too, as a sidebar, like, we're really chill right now. We just got through playing a few rounds on Uno. <laughs> my babe just read my astrological situation to filth, flour, and filth. And <laughs> she schooled me on some things. And so I'm just super relaxed. So She's in a whole different space right now. I'm nothing like I was last week. So if y'all can hear me, cool. And if not, <laughs> turn me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to just move the mic a little. I think my voice is louder than yours. Why would you say that? Just every time I listen to it on playback, mm-hmm. I feel like you can hear me stronger. Okay. Well, so I moved it a little bit closer to you. That's cool. Just to warn you guys, the wife has chocolate chip cookies this evening. 
Maybe when we laugh, we should move back. Okay. <laughs> um, but she has chocolate chip cookies. I'm really resisting the temptation. If you hear her crunching as if she is a mouse in the cupboard. <laughs> or this is some ASMR shit. It's not. I'm just trying to resist my temptation to eat my last two chocolate chip cookies for the next hour. Because I'm going to need some strengths in order to... Anyway, <laughs> so what are we talking about tonight? We we going on some important shit. Like my baby, I don't know if I mentioned this to y'all or not, and I t- I'm proudly tell people that my baby's a reader. What do you mean when you say I'm a reader? Like she does tarot. You do tarot cards, which I think is very exciting. But also too, she's heavy, heavy, heavy off in astrology. Like my babe is the bomb.com, and I love it about her. I love that. Uh, so we're going to hit on that. We're going to talk about this whole Jesse Smollett mm-hmm. shit that's going on. This dude. Man, we're going to talk about that. And then my bi- my baby has a topic from this Facebook group that we're in mm-hmm. <laughs> about, you know, this this particular couple who... We'll go on to it later. You know, it involves a child and it involves a married lesbian couple and Listen. then a prior spouse. Drama. Drama. Why are lesbians so full of drama? I don't, it's a gift. It's a talent. Like, I, I also want to talk about the L word today. Fuck no, L I'm, I'm going to tell you. Okay. This is why. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to just dive into it with this and then we're going to get serious and talk about Jesse. Okay. Um, I have a real big issue with the l word like what is it when it first came out i think i was like finishing up high school so i didn't pay attention to it (laughs) okay um that totally just threw her for a loop because i was not in high school i was well out of high school and heavy off into parenting but i'm listening and so i just started watching the l word on um netflix because they have the entire series um they don't portray lesbians in the best light and I just want to know who had their hand in putting together this hor- this just sex focus. Everybody's like, diving in everybody's muff pie. How come ain't nobody no like one sitting has down an figuring- STD from it? But wait a minute, how come ain't nobody sitting down figuring out bills and shit? You know, like what's really going on in the real world out in LA with white lesbians? Like y'all or, have bills, you know, racially ambiguous lesbians, or. When do y'all get y'all period? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's really? I want some real life. And shit why are going all on? the lesbians on one side of the spectrum? What, right, like, and then also too, like y'all have no problems at work. Everybody's successful, evidently. Um, in something. In something, <laughs> and I don't know how, considering they just focus on fucking all the time. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm really. I, I, they, as they, much acclaim as they've given the L word. No, well, let me hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In the L Words defense, it was a breakthrough series. It was about lesbianism. Like, it wasn't, you know, about gay white men. It was a big deal because it really focused on the lesbian, so-called lesbian lifestyle. But, I mean, we there's an array of us living completely different lives. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to be able to touch on every spectrum. And the controlling group, white women, we know who they are. We're going to focus on their shit. They weren't going to focus on the black experience because they don't know. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, but I mean, just to, even though some of the shit that goes on in the L word is genuinely whack. I mean, I get it. It was a breakthrough series. Like, why does Shane fuck everybody and she don't ever get an over there? Not just Shane, but fucking Beck. 
or Bet, whatever her name is, yeah. Bet, and then Bet's wife. I mean, Tina went Tina, from a man like to, to a woman to back. I mean, she was going back and forth. It's just so Kent much. And then there's Poppy, and <laughs> Poppy was fucking everybody. And why is everybody fucking everybody? Ain't nobody getting no like diseases. No bum bum. Yeah, nobody got no bum bum. You can't be out here fucking around in the community and everybody just clean. Ain't nobody got a bum bum. Right. I feel what you're saying. <laughs> I really do. All I'm saying is, is that something in the water ain't clean with the L word. Somebody lying. My thing is, and, and this is my my issue with a lot of the lesbian series that are on YouTube right now. Only one that wasn't like this that I can say I actually watched. And I haven't watched all of them, so please don't take offense. Between Women was, is on YouTube, where it used to be on YouTube, and it focused on black lesbians, I want to say in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um they were one of the first ones that popped up on YouTube and it wasn't just sex focused. Right. Like it dealt with an, a, a domestic violent relationship. Mm-hmm. It dealt with um, a successful masculine woman who was a cheater, but she had a wife. And then there was the, you know, transition couple where the masculine woman was transitioning to male. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like they, they hit on some of the same subjects in the L word. Like, you know, Jenny was a cutter. Jenny was Jenny was a mess. Like she was, what was it called? Self self harm or whatever it was. Okay, cool. And then her little girlfriend boyfriend was transitioning from female to male. There was that, right? Right. Okay. Um, and then they dealt dealt with the interracial thing between Bet and Tina. Even I really don't feel that was really that interracial, but okay. <laughs> I feel like Bet got around. They used her to be the racially ambiguous person, right? You know, like she came in at the end and was like, "But what about biracial?" <laughs> and I'm just like, nothing about you really screamed but- biracial. And so aside from Kit being your sister, mm. um, and then they had Tasha come in like the sixth season, and she was there black. were no there were no studs on the show. There are, and the, yeah, the stud, the people who they wanted to be studs were still feminine. Yeah. Um. So they completely disregarded an entire side completely. of le- of the community. Completely doing that. Yeah. Um. And my other question is, why did they not just have one black friend? Why was there not one? <laughs> you know, they had the Latinos and the Hispanic right. because you know they had Carmen because it was in California. They mm-hmm. had to have one. Right. Right. But I was like, you know, all y'all just group, just kid. They your tokens. Like yeah, that's y'all can it. have one. That's it. Couldn't nobody have a regular ass job. Nope. Even self harm Jenny became a successful writer <laughs> right. and producer. Right. Um, but then they, they didn't have anyone with regular ass issues. Like everything was extravagant, and mm-hmm. it's like I, I was disconnected after a while. It just became like a sexual thing to me watching it. Which that wasn't what it was all about. That's not what the life we live is all about. Um, and it's but hopefully in the future they're um, relaunching it. But I hope they're not relaunching the same fucking thing, though. You know, because people stop watching it for a reason. So I hope they catch. I hope they catch that. So, uh, other other topics. We're gonna let's talk about Jesse real quick. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you lead. What it. kind of fuckery is happening here, dude? We got enough fucking problems. So according to the law, they have released a thing saying that they feel. Um, Jesse made this whole thing up that Mm -hmm. he staged it and that now Chicago prosecutors and police are in fact looking for Jesse. He has fled Chicago um, and they're looking to press charges on him for falsifying a police report and a hate crime. Apparently the two guys that attacked him worked on the set of Yes, they were extras. They were two Nigerian brothers. 
that worked on the set of Empire. Mm-hmm. So they're Nigerian. So they're not white. They're black. Yeah. Here's my thing. The police are not the most honest resource right. that any of us can rely on, especially if you're a person of color. You basically cannot rely on them to do what's right by you. Um, if you're a person of color and you're gay, you definitely cannot rely on them to do what's right by you. But they have a platform just like Jesse has a platform. Mm-hmm. And Jesse, if you're not in the wrong, you should not be running. Because only the guilty run. He looks really guilty right Yeah, now. he does. He, he does. looks He looks real guilty right They're now. They're saying that he paid them to buy those products and like they have the receipt, like they file on a trail at mm-hmm, this point. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, like, one of the things they're thinking he did it for was to boost the ratings on the show. Like, I really hope that this is not true. You know, it was bad enough that, like, these, these crimes, these hate crimes really go on in the world every day from people who do not have Jesse's platform and they cannot, you know, openly report it. And so millions and millions and millions of people know. But yet, when they try to go to the police and report it, this type of thing that Jesse has done makes the shit that it's really hit people that it's really happening to look really bad. And they're less believable. Yeah. You know, people yeah. don't take them seriously. People serious. are going to suffer because mm-hmm. uh, he wanted to boost the ratings on his show. Like, that's some selfish, inconsiderate, thoughtless, fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it isn't true. I hope that he did not risk the safety of an entire community of people who support him. Right. And just his reputation, his yeah. character. I mean, his, his whole his whole fucking career mm-hmm. could be gone based off of what? You wanted to... One bad decision? Like, dude, like... But this decision that he made to do this shit, like, was not... You don't understand the people that are going to hurt, like, the extent of right, it. Right, right. You know? And how many reports are going to go unheard? And now, because... Because of this. Because like, you have a responsibility in general in life, but when you're on a platform and millions hear you and millions, you know, listen when you yell out and you abuse that, you know, you do more harm than the people you're accusing. Yeah. And I, I really... Yeah, that was real. I don't really have many words right now. Like, I'm disappointed. Big time. Really I'm not going to go on a rant. It's really disappointing because he's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. He's very articulate. And for something like this happens, like, it has to be deeper than for show ratings. Like, why? Yeah. You know, like, We need why? answers. Yeah, we need answers. We do. So. You just, you got to come up with something. And this, not, not another lie. If, in fact, that's what it is. Oh, child. Yeah. All right. So. Let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. I'm, well, I don't know if it's going to lighten it up. Can but... we talk about your astrology? I want to I get into the astrology stuff. Okay. Okay, girl. Go ahead. I mean, don't have. Listen, my baby's the expert at the astrology shit. Like, when she's getting ready to school the shit out of y'all. If, you, if you're not heavy off into astrology. So, like, I was raised in the church. When I say raised in the church, from the time I was five until I was 17, of course, I sang in the church choir. Um, participated in first and second service. Um, the youth connection was heavy off. My parents had us heavily involved in the church. Uh, so, but my babe was not. <laughs> I went to Catholic school my whole life. Is that no, helps? no? Mm-mm. That's mean, not the same as the black church. Yeah, true. I didn't go. My I was tr- I was religious, spiritually ambiguous. Yeah, there we go. that's my word for the night. Ambiguous. Use it any kind of way you feel, but Catholic school and the black church. 
Come on, man. It's like two totally different, two totally different things. So, but my grandmother was heavy into it. Right on for so, grandmas. Yeah, um, they tried to force me in the summer. I um, just wasn't having it. Not force you. See, they that's did. what I'm talking about. The the she has a very negative um, relationship when it comes to the church. Now, I on the other hand grew up with it being very positive um, and very. It was supposed to be something that was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I got older, I found that mm, not so much. Uh, but my babe was heavy off into some other things, so I'm gonna give my babe. I'm gonna give my wife the floor. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Sorry. So I don't think I have a very negative thing towards you know the traditional black church. Like I didn't go to it enough. My father's mother was you know mother of the church, mm. and so <laughs> every summer. Woo, I had to stay at her house every Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mm. because I was to go to church on Sunday. Now, this is where I discovered, you know, gospel choir. I sang in gospel choir for about 15 years. Um, but I did not like church. I didn't. I, and I, I loved it. It never connected to me. I just saw a lot of theatrics. And I'm not saying this to offend anyone. This is just my perspective. Um, I just never bought into it. And I had too many questions. You know, the more questions you have in church, the more likely you're going to get in trouble. And so Basically. I just, yeah, so I just learned like, this isn't a place where I can grow. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, because you're not supposed to question certain things. And so I had questions because I think I was always taught, you know, if you have a question, this is how you learn. Mm-hmm. And so because I had a, a household that wasn't into church, so six days off the week, we don't discuss it. I go one day a week. I'm supposed to know everything. I had questions, okay? <laughs> okay. Shit. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, I went through that, went through high school, and then toward college, I started learning about alternative spiritualities. Come on and speak now, on that alternative shit. I went through kind of a, a dark phase. You know, I went through a very depressed, you know, middle high school to early 20 zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of health issues that happened in high school. And then my father died at the beginning of my senior year. So it started me plummeting into like a depression. And um, I remember when I was going through it, I kept looking for some help. Like I wanted to find something to help me, something to pull me out of my depression. I was not ready. I didn't want to live basically. Um I couldn't erase whatever I went through with my father. I couldn't get over the things that happened in my childhood. And so I started going to church a little bit more and it still didn't work. It felt kind of like, it, it just felt like the if I, if I wanted help, I had to do so many things. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't seem like anyone was genuinely interested in my spiritual well-being. They just hit you with that, baby, we gonna pray for you. Yeah, and I'm like, but here's the thing, sir. (laughs) I done prayed, and I'm still tormented. Mm -hmm. Where is he? Where is God in all this? And so... And who says God is a he? But I'm talking about from back then. Right. So then I get to college, and I meet someone (laughs) who... And at this point, I had started developing rage, because... The thing is, when you're going through emotions such as depression, anxiety, they kind of transition. You mm-hmm. go through different phases. Mm-hmm. So in my early 20s, I developed a really bad rage issue. And um, I met this girl, and we were just friends, and she kind of inter- introduced me to Buddhism and meditation. Okay. So that began my journey. And okay. so I went through that, and then I was like, eh, I'm not trying to do Buddhist either. Um, but I did learn a way to quiet my anger. Mm-hmm. And then I met my ex-fiance and learned about Muslim. 
not my thing. Okay. So you're not walking three steps. I'm not me. walking three steps behind, and I just don't like that whole way of life for me. All right. So then that ended, and mm-hmm. then um, I began researching African spirituality, and things started connecting. Okay. Like me. what? Like what? Um, Orishas. I started connecting to ancestors, learning how to set up an ancestor table. Okay. Um, I started trusting my own intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have certain type of dreams. I will have certain type of intuit, you know, spiritual insights that I could never explain. Even as a kid, mm-hmm. I knew something was different, but I didn't know how to tell people I was different without looking crazy, right? Or get in trouble, or get in trouble. Like I would know, and I know y'all think I'm crazy. I'm not, but I would <laughs> know sometimes things that would happen before they happen. Mm-hmm. And once it happened, I'm like, I already knew that was about to happen. That's like, that's in, in the black church they call that being prophetic. Yeah. And so, as a you're, kid... You're a prophet. I'm not a prophet. No, I'm saying in the black church. <laughs> but you have to be an elder, right. apparently, to be prophetic. You can't be young. So, as a kid, I always saw certain things. Like, I remember um, seeing, like, my grandfather... I knew when he died, before he died. Mm. And I remember seeing what happened after the hospital call. Like, I remember seeing how my grandmother was going to react because he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was only like 10. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, I was sitting in her living room or in the dining room. And I remember seeing everything happen, how it happened in my dream. Right. Like, she had a shoe in her hand. She dropped the shoe. And it was something weird that happened in the living room that everybody saw. Like, all of a sudden, it was like rain coming from our ceiling, but it wasn't raining. Mm. And now we had witnesses in there. Right. And I remember that in the dream. Didn't tell anybody. Was quiet. Mm-hmm. So, so many years go by, and um, I started studying astrology. And it's more to astrology than just your star sign. Right. Um, you can learn a lot about who you are why do you do the things you do? Why do you attract fuck boys? Why do you attract cheaters? Man. Why do you have a horrible relationship with money? Why do you have a horrible relationship with your mother? All of that is literally in astrology. But there's a lot of good stuff in there too. Yeah. So how do you fix these issues? Right. How do you avoid your temper? Right. How do you avoid dealing with certain type of people? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you heal certain traumas? Um, and so I started learning about birth charts. Now, birth charts is where the meat is at. So whatever you're doing, if you're just doing horoscopes, like, oh, I'm Aquarius, you know, so everything about Aquarius, that's how people dismiss astrology. You know, they look at the generic outline. I got about 10 apps on my phone. (laughs) And true enough, whenever you just follow that. You, you know, you shooting in the dark. It may it may work for you. It may not. <laughs> not right. You know, you may read it one day and it'd be like, oh, you had a horrible day at work. And you're like, bitch, I don't work. Okay. So, but you know what? After the shit you told me today <laughs> about my shit, I'm getting ready to delete all the maps because they ain't got nothing on what you told me. <laughs> shit. And I know y'all thinking like, oh, she knows you. No. Not the not, same thing. It's not the same thing. Not the same thing. Um, I have a friend and I'm pretty sure she's going to listen to this, but I've already told her basically what I saw. Um... I have a friend who's very quiet, very quiet. And (laughs) I mean, when I say this girl is quiet, this is my best friend. She doesn't speak. She can go weeks without human contact. If if she didn't have to leave her house, she wouldn't. Yeah. Um, She's kind of like a hermit in ways. So. But she likes it. But she likes it. Um, I asked her for her date of birth and her time of birth and the location of her birth last night. And I was like, I'm just trying to figure out some things, you know, I'm trying to figure her out. And. 
it began when I pulled up her chart Man. and started lining up the planets Man. with certain houses because each house represents a different thing. So you have 12 houses. These 12 houses represent different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you have your star sign. Mm-hmm. That's the sign you're born under, the sun sign. Like I'm a Gemini and babe, you're a Cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you have your moon sign. My moon sign is a Scorpio. Yeah. And babe, yours is a Capricorn. Yeah. Then you have your ascendant. Your ascendant is who you look to be to the world. So even though I'm a cancer, Mm -hmm. to the world, to people who meet me, I give off the attitude of a Leo. (laughs) I'm overly confident. I'm very sure of myself. Yes, you are. Um, You have the same one. You have the ascendant in Leo. I do. And then you have these houses and these planets and you see how you know things were perfect at the time of birth they were aligned a certain way you have asteroids that are moving you have stars that are shooting all of these tell a story Mm. so they tell your story they tell your story to the t man and when i was doing her chart um it got to a point where it said her last two hours in the womb is where her trauma started That her entrance into the world was traumatic and it created this need for her to isolate herself Mm -hmm. and to kind of not want a social circle. Um, It made her want to be a hermit. Like this nigga can go. She ain't got to be bothered with nobody. Yeah. And be just fine. Like, <laughs> And it said it created a very solemn perspective for her. Mm-hmm. That she has an overall demeanor of solemnness and sadness. And that this is genuinely who she is. Mm-hmm. Because of the last two hours in the womb. Um, and that a lot of it stemmed from her mother. Yeah. And it, st- it it went to like her siblings. It went to her childhood. What kind of household she was probably way- raised in. And just for kicks, I did myself. <laughs> okay, because I don't. I, I'm one of the people who everyone talks to me about things. Mm-hmm. I run a spiritual community yeah. called Hey Black Goddess. Yeah. I, I shout do, out to Hey Black. Shout Goddess. out to Hey Black Goddess and my little four thousand babies. In okay. There. Okay. I do tarot readings for people. I teach workshops. I teach classes. So mm-hmm. I take a lot of information in from people. Mm-hmm. I don't give a lot out. Right. So even though people know me from Black Girl Fly, from Hey Black Goddess, very few people know me. Yeah. And so my wife doesn't even know a lot about me. Wait a minute. Wait. You know a lot, but you don't know certain things like why I tick the way I do. I mean, I'm learning. Which I don't know why. Some things I don't know. But I'm, I mean, I know more than most. Yeah, you do. That's what I'm saying. You're pretty much the only person. Okay. Besides... Yeah, van maybe. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I have really deep Shit. issues with my mother, which I've spoken on before. Mm-hmm. And um, I did my chart, and this is the first time I've challenged myself to really discipline because astrology is nothing but the art, the science of the stars. Yeah. So don't think it's just some bullshit. It's literally a science. Yeah. Like farmers go by it. The Mayans went by it. The Egyptians went by it. Bill Gates goes Bill, by it. Warren Buffett has an astrologer before he makes any move he consults with. He yeah. is a billionaire. Don't act like you too big or too mature. <laughs> Listen, it's on to something. It's here for a reason. It's here for a reason. Like people, I think the black church has shunned anything different. And so, we don't realize it's so much power in knowing yourself mm-hmm. and knowing how to avoid certain self-sabotaging ways Absolutely. or, you know, things that can keep you holding you back to, or you can work with that energy yeah. if you know it's there. Yeah. 
Um, but I have really, I have a really weird relationship with my mother. Um, it's been there since childhood. My wife knows about it. She's witnessed it. Mm-hmm. I've talked to her for hours about it. I've cried to her about it. Me and my mother have a very distant, cold relationship. Mm-hmm. We do not say we love each other. We do not touch each other. Um, Which I thought was weird when I first met you. I thought you was lying. No, and everybody thinks I'm lying when I tell them. Like, so with my kids, when I get off the, before I get off the phone with my kids, I tell them every single time, I love you. Mm-hmm. Even if we're texting back and forth, I love you. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. But when we met, and like we, <laughs> when you came to Indy to visit, mm-hmm. or just the first time we were together, and I heard you on the phone with your moms. And y'all was like, okay then, well, all right then. Okay, well, all right then, bye-bye. Okay. Um, I was like, where's the I love you at? Mm-hmm. Where's the, like, mama, I love you? And then when you told your mom, she didn't say it back. Right. Like, I was like, what the hell's going on? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, you was like, I told you. She don't She don't right. say that to me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, And I was like, what the hell is wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was like, I was scared for you. Like, I was nervous. But I've like, always felt like a motherless child. I know you told me that, but yeah. then what you looked at me and said was, was like, I've been dealing with this my, I've been mm-hmm. my whole life, so it's not, you're immune to it. Yeah, I'm used to it. If she told me she loved me, I would think that she was about to die. Which is crazy because my kids know that that's like, you see me with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, I'm very affectionate with the twins. Yes. So, if, if I hang up with the girls and we don't say, I love you, they, if I don't say I love you, they're going to call me back. Yeah, and be like, "Mommy, what, why you hang up and not tell me?" If I, I've told her I loved her as of recent, and she said, "Okay," I hung up on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did my chart, and I came to this one part that went to my upbringing, and it was a, it's a particular house you go to. And when I say it, almost made me cry reading it. It went directly to my mother, hmm. and it, it spoke about her. I have a mother that's of older age. Mm-hmm. She had me when she was thirty one. Um, and that she created an environment that was emotionally abusive due to coldness and distance mm-hmm. and that I never fully learned how to feel whole because I m- was neglected with love mm-hmm. and that I wasn't fed love and I wasn't given tenderness as a child or an infant. Mm-hmm. And so as an adult, I, I never feel complete due to her doing that mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. And even in our interaction, our dating, our quarrels, our fights and things like that, that's something that's always re- reared its head mm-hmm. is... It's almost like you think I'm going to stop loving you. I, I feel like I, I can never trust anybody to keep loving me because if my own mom... right. Didn't I understand your logic? Then I'm like, well, what somebody else owe me? My own mom can't tell me she loved me, or you know, you know, act like she cared. Right. And so, when I read that, and it was about two pair, it was much longer than that. Um, it's very in depth, and <laughs> and so I just went on a spree. I was like, you know, I'm fully committed to studying astrology, learning the parts of it that are complicated you know learning what sextiles mean and semi-sextiles and what's conjunct and what's afflicted and because these are all astrology terms it's literally like a science it's like a whole nother language it's a whole nother lexicon going on and so um you know i really advise people to if you're working through yourself and you're trying to work through and you got questions. some personal hurdles Man. that you have within yourself, some personal challenges, it's really good to do it, to get a birth chart done, a natal chart done. Not saying come to me, but go to whoever you know that does it or purchase one online or come to me if that's what you choose to do. Um, 
And it takes about, it takes a while. It's a lot of information. It's, it's like, about four or five pages. It's about five pages of information once it's done. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a while, but it explains your money, your relationship to money, yeah. why you have the relationship with mm-hmm. money you mm-hmm. do. She talked to me about that tonight. You talked to me about my relationship. What did I, what did we discover about you and money? Listen, y'all, I make, um, I have been in positions where I make people a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm a producer mm-hmm. by nature. Uh, I, I don't just crank out one thing. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I normally crank out two things or more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm comfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. So I make people a lot of money. But it's like being a genie in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that right. gift, I can't always use it for myself. Right. So what you talked to me about money tonight was was where that trauma stems from in my relationship with money and how growing up, I grew up poor. Like I'm the youngest of seven children. Mm-hmm. My parents were married for 56 years. I have four older brothers and had two older sisters, but one of my sisters passed away last year. So, um, but we grew up all in the same house, basically, for the most part. And my mother was a cashier and my father was a janitor. So we grew up poor, struggling. And they didn't teach me how to save. They didn't teach me, you know, the proper way always to handle money Mm -hmm. um and one of my traumas with money is i've been working since i was 14 years old Mm -hmm. so that's like 32 years like i should Mm -hmm. be a millionaire three times over by now easily and by the way jupiter is the planet to watch for your money yeah go ahead so but growing up you know making money whether i started out as a busser with a with a restaurant in indianapolis or you know i'm managing athletic stores or I am heavy off into real estate or whatever the case may be like growing up my mother would not take my money but she would be like bring your paycheck home and my mother would not ask me if she could use the money to pay bills because she was my mother so her natural stance was you know you're my child you bring in all this money you don't know what to do with it I mean, you gonna help me and your daddy out right. <laughs> in this house, and and it wasn't something she discussed with anybody else. She didn't talk to my siblings about it. Hell, she didn't really have a conversation with me about it. She mm-hmm. was basically like, you know, you don't need to be walking around with all this money on you. So, but the issue became was she didn't ask me mm-hmm. if it was okay. Mm-hmm. So now, whenever I get money, I have to either hurry up and pay the. I feel like I either have to hurry up and pay the bills, or I have to spend it all so there's nothing left, so no one can take anything away from me. Was that a hell of a trauma? That un- like- man, that was even in my previous relationship. Mm-hmm. I've always been somebody who somebody's always. I'm always taking care of somebody else. Someone's always coming to me for something, or I'm. You know, it has to do with money. Mm-hmm. My my ex was a demon. Um, I'm just going to call it a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. And she constantly, she was never satisfied with anything. So I constantly felt like I had to spend money, spend money, spend money, spend money, spend money all mm-hmm. the fucking time. And like I never really truly got to keep any for myself. And I'm not trying to make myself out to be the victim. Please mm-hmm. don't. If that's how I'm coming across and I'm very sorry. But um It's a hell of a thing to discover about yourself why you have such a difficult relationship with money, but you can do it so well for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because you really want to use that for you, like that gift. You Mm want to use it for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, (laughs) But my babe really just, my wife really just broke it down so that it could forever be broke. 
And it really opened my eyes to why when I get my paycheck every two weeks, I feel like I can't hold on to any of it. Mm-hmm. When the truth is, is that I really can because, like, my, my wife don't ask me for shit. Mm-hmm. She don't, and she could. And here's the thing. She could ask me for it, and she could know that she could get it. She, I have the codes. All the cheat codes. <laughs> she all got the all codes. the cheat codes, passwords, <laughs> all that good stuff. But she could ask me for whatever she wanted to, and nine times out of ten, my answer is going to be yes. I'm going to figure out a way to make sure. But she, she asked, literally asked me for nothing. So the money that I earn that I don't hold on to has everything to do with the fact that like I'm I'm still going through that traumatic experience every time I get a hold of some money. It could be a return from school. It could be my tax return money. It could be it could be anything. It could mm-hmm. be anything that but now that I know better, I can do better. Mm-hmm. But had she not done my birth chart and really delved into it the way she took the time to do, like I never would have I never would have put the pieces of that puzzle together to understand where my trauma came from. You had like several financial traumas. I did. And it le- it led you to where you are right now. Absolutely. Where you have basically a dysfunctional relationship with finances. I do. Um I do. But the good thing is that it explained like hey, her Saturn is 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 actually in her favor. Mm-hmm. So Saturn and Jupiter like all these things work together. Mm-hmm. And so it was saying like money is going to return to her in the second half of her life. Mm-hmm. So she went through a space where she had an abundance of money, but she mishandled it. And so she had to learn a lesson in that. Basically is what her chart came up saying like there was a life lesson where she had to lose everything. I was homeless in 2014. Basically. I had gone from yeah. making six figures. I was making well over $220,000 a year to Nothing. I had gone from that down to thirty thousand when the market crashed in '09, and then it just got worse from there. And then in 2014, I ended up homeless. Mm-hmm. So, and so, and it spoke on that. Absolutely, it spoke on. It I did. think one of the things that really threw me when I was doing yours, and I'm not gonna say too much um, because it's personal, mm-hmm. um, was when it spoke about you love spirituality, spirituality, but you have a a bad relationship religion because of someone who violated you absolutely in the religion religious mm-hmm. sector mm-hmm. um and me knowing her life when i came across that part i kind of paused yeah before i told her like she it, uh, she almost didn't want to tell me <laughs> and i didn't want to tell because it's, she already knows what it is but to have something tell you that based on planets yeah and just a little information she gave me and being able to pull up information and then say, okay, this planet is in this house and it computes a, 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 a tell all about it. It could be kind of spooky. It's spooky. It's really Because <laughs> you don't expect it to know those intricate parts of your life. It spoke about your father. Absolutely. And his issues. It spoke about yes. me and my... My um, father's abuse of nature. Yes. His alcoholism. It spoke about that. Yeah. Um, it spoke about my issues with rage at times, mm-hmm. um, where that stems from. It, it spoke about why I have a hard time starting up sometimes, like pushing the procrast- through the procrastination. My procrastination. <laughs> so today I was like, well, when you know better, you, you do. do better. <laughs> so I sat and I studied and worked for hours. And I was like, you know what? You can't use something as a crutch when you say well I don't know why I do it but once you know why you can't use it as a crutch you can't use it as an excuse you gotta fight and you have to make you have to make a plan around it at that point and say okay yes this is in my chart 
I realize this is a hurdle for me. This mm-hmm. is something that is a challenge for me. But I can use that energy of knowing mm-hmm. to get ahead of mm-hmm. it. So, all I'm saying, open your minds. If you're trying to figure out yourself. I thought it was just horoscopes when I first began this journey 15 <laughs> years ago. But lo and behold, it's way more to it. Yeah. Um, it's way more in depth. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah. We have, we have gotten readings from other... Like other people who are in the astrological world, psychics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a reading before we left Indy from a guy who told me my mother was in the room. Mm-hmm. And how I knew he wasn't. Now my mother's deceased. She passed away probably almost 20 years ago. Let's see how old am I for? Yeah, it's been almost 20 years since my mom mm-hmm. died. Um, She died in 99. Mm-hmm. July 18th, actually. And so he... This is how I knew this dude was not lying. First of all, he didn't know what my mother looked like. He didn't know who she was. But what he said to me was is that your mother has a very distinctive smile. And I said, yeah. He said, well, she's in the room. And I said, now, when you say she has a distinctive smile, what do you mean? He said, it's something to do with her teeth. Well, my mother had a very distinctive gap. It was a very wide gap. And she had a beautiful smile, mm-hmm. but it was a wide gap in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's what I'm seeing. She has a... Like it has something to do with her teeth, her smile. And I said, yeah, she's, she's, she's got a gap. And so he said, well, she's in the room. What do you want to say to her? And I was like. <laughs> I remember when you came out from that room. Yeah. I was your like, eyes were so big. I was like, my mama was in the room. My mama was here. You know what I'm saying? And he also said something to me that um, she said, remember he told me that she said, I got too many irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Because my mother was from the South. Mm-hmm. Born and raised heavy in the South. Mm-hmm. So they use certain terms, mm-hmm. <laughs> certain phrases to explain things to you that aren't always in plain. If you have any and most of us do have people in our life who come from the South. Right. They speak in a completely sometimes different language. Mm-hmm. They speak in phrase. When my mother said to me, you got too many irons in the fires. Of course, she's trying to tell me, baby, you got too much stuff going on. Which is another thing he said. He said, she keeps saying something about baby. Baby. Like she keeps saying... Like the word, I'm the, and I had to tell him, I'm the baby of the family. I'm her mm-hmm. youngest child. He said, okay, well, now that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But you, if you get you a real one, mm-hmm. without ha- you tell them very little. Yeah, that's, that's, a, yeah, let's give you, let's give them some rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's give them some rules. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. person who's going yeah, yeah. to read your tarot mm-hmm. or psychic mm-hmm. or medium, they don't need a lot of information. They don't need your life story. They don't, I've never asked. Actually, the less you tell me, Man. the better. Yeah, yeah. Let me surprise the both of us because <laughs> it's, it's fun. Yeah. I hate to say that, but for me, it's an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. I get phone. I have, you know, phone readings I do with people and I do FaceTime readings. Um, I know some people want to read with me on the beach later this month. Really? Someone asked me if they could go to the beach and oh, read with awesome. me. that's awesome. You didn't tell me that. Um, that happened today. Oh. So, I had this girl a couple weeks who, she booked a reading through me, and I've been reading her for a while. And she said, well, I want you to read my boyfriend. He's kind of a skeptic. Here's his number. He knows you're going to call. He knows how long the reading is for. And, um... You know, I called and he picked up. You know, he's a black guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, so what happens? And I said, just take a couple of deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Clear your mind. Clear your mind. Yeah. I said, you know, what area of your life you want me to focus on? And he said, work. I said, all right. Got my cards <laughs> and shuffling. And so I'm reading for him. And I get to the final card. And the thing is, when I read, I just go. Yeah. You know, I don't. 
I don't need to hear fillers. I don't need you to confirm or mm-hmm. deny anything. She don't work like um, that. And so, especially when you get on a roll. When I'm on a roll, there's, there's some moment. The spirit is moving. <laughs> you so silly. The spirit is moving. Yeah. And so when I got to the end, I remember him saying, "And my girlfriend didn't tell you anything." And I said, "No." He said, "Well, damn." <laughs> And he was like, shit. Like, he took a minute. He was like, how much is your reading normally? Because I I was doing a sale. Yeah, yeah. And I told him, he's like, how often can I book you? And I told him, and I told him, it was something about his job. I was warning him. I was like, you know, it's something where you're doing a promotion, and there's literally somebody who's stabbing you in your back. Like, you're not going to get the promotion that you Mm -hmm. thought you were going to get. And it was that day he found out he didn't get it. Wow. And um, everything I had told him in the cars had just literally happened. Wow. And he he was like, I've never had a reading. He said, I thought my girlfriend was crazy as shit. (laughs) She told me she was giving me this reading as a gift because I had a hard week. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you sure she didn't tell you anything? I said, no. I said, I just shuffle the cards and let the spirit tell me what to tell you. There it is. I said, you know, I don't believe God or the universe, whoever you, the higher power. I don't think they just move through preachers. Mm -hmm. You know, all of us are given gifts in life. Mm -hmm. Some people are given spiritual gifts. Some people are given gifts to deal with babies. Some people are given gifts to deal with the elderly. Right. I happen to have spiritual gifts. Um, And I'm just now learning how to harness them fully Mm -hmm. and work with them. Because they scared the shit out of me at first. Yeah, I know. You know, when I first started reading. You kept telling me you didn't want to do it. And I would make people cry. And I would put (laughs) put them on speakerphone. I know. And when I went first started having, because I was like, "Who is really on the phone crying?" With like you right now? I needed a witness because I was like, you know, it's easy to tell people, "Oh, this is what I do," and you just tell them, "Oh, this is what happened." But and just for the record, she doesn't allow me to. Like I'm not in the room. Yeah, she's and, not in the room. Yeah, both of us are at home when she's doing a reading, which that happens frequently. I'm in. I'm either in the bedroom or I'm out walking the dog or I'm running some errands. I'm not here listening to her writings right. so she's not divulging that type of information yeah. to it's me. usually the end result if it's really bad like if the person's really like thankful yeah and i remember one time you walked in and i think i had a facetime reading and the person knew you was in the house they yeah, just yeah. knew you were not in the room yeah and this person just broke down crying and I was just like, it scares me yeah. how accurate I can get. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't know why you have this gift. You don't know why you can see. And stuff. I can see how it it would scare you initially to be yeah. able to with people you don't know, you've never met, strangers. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, but you can pinpoint and literally tell them about things that have either happened in their life, or happening, or something's going to happen. And then when it actually comes to pass, like I've seen your reviews online where they're like. You know, everything you said was going to happen, happened. And I think to myself, I live with you every day. <laughs> I'm still trying to get you to get the winning lottery numbers to dream you know, about that. I'm not tapped in. You know, I'm always We're going to have to talk to Jupiter or somebody. Well, you know here's I'm... the thing. This goes back to the warning signs. Okay. A true reader cannot read themselves. You know, give them to me. I got A you. A true reader cannot. So, if you're dealing with somebody who's promising to give you certain numbers, they're promising. Like, you can't promise anything. I can right. only read the willing. If you're willing to be read. That's it. I can read you. That was some psychic shit that you just said right there. I can only read the willing. Seriously, like, because you have to. It's, it's free will. Yeah. You know, the same way you have to allow somebody to really pray over you. You got to be open to it. You got to be open to it. And so what I mean by that, you can't have a guard up. Yeah. You know, just sit there. Let me do what I do. Breathe. Trust the process. Trust me. And and let me work. Mm-hmm. And um, 
But a true reader cannot read themselves. A true reader cannot give you a special prayer candle. You know, I've seen so much fuck shit in these spiritual streets. They just make me angry. Just She cusses sometimes, too. Don't <laughs> I'm going to let y'all know. Like, she's not some, you know, holier than thou. Oh, she is very real. What she might give throw out a shit damn and it's some bullshit and some fuck damn shit and i'll be like baby she's gonna be like you know i'll be like are you cussing like that during i warned them before i started because she cusses here's the thing she's the you are the true epitome of you spiritual but you cuss a little you know what i'm saying they know my heart okay okay um but watch for that watch for people who you can't find any reviews on yeah um i have like i said i have a spiritual community i've read for so many people in there. You can just search my name. Um, where you can see a review. Um, if anybody keeps, you know, they want to keep up in the price on you. Mm-hmm. That's a scammer. Mm-hmm. So there's ways you can do it if you're curious that you can be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not ready for it, don't go into it and make a mockery of it. Yeah. Because when people That's read, disrespectful. It's disrespectful, but people don't realize when you step into the spiritual realm... Um, it's dangerous. It can be. It can be very dangerous to read if you don't know what you're doing. Hey, and we don't we don't mess around with everybody's energy. I do. Not, I have turned down some readings. Listen, we remember that crystal shop we went into here, and it was in yeah. Tampa. And there was this woman sitting in this back room. It was very dark. Um, she had like this weird like crystal ball, and it was some it was some weird shit going on. But her spirit, <laughs> her the energy she gave off was very dark. It wasn't mm-hmm. welcoming. It wasn't receiving. And normally I'm like, you know, babe, do you want to get a ring? My wife was like, nope, time to go. I didn't want to buy anything. Mm-mm. I wanted to get we didn't buy it. Even the lady who was selling at, at the front was weird to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we, I got a feeling and I didn't want to say nothing to you, but they made me think of people. I felt who, it. Who participate in certain sacrifices. And some dark shit. Yeah. And my baby was like, no. Nope. I said, no, we got to go. Yeah, yeah. When she hit me with that right there, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, have a good day. Thanks so much. And okay. Thank you. Okay. And I was like, nope. Time to go. Get in the car. Quickly. And he was like, babe, you want to buy this? You got to get like your- this. Like this lady in the back, she didn't even so much as even lift her head and look up. Mm-mm. The door was wide open. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she was not cordial. Nope. She. You don't have to. Like, if you're dealing with somebody who's dealing with some dark shit, we don't recommend it. Period. Like if they're into some dark magic, some or dark, yeah, leave that dark shit alone. Because my babe warns against that. Heavy. It's not anything to play with. Mm -hmm. Karma is real. Yeah, it's not anything to play with. And so, like, with that being said, if you have any more questions on that subject, feel free to inbox me on Instagram, the Lady and the Stud, or email us at ladyandstud at gmail dot com. And I will get back to you. We're about to pay some bills really quick, and then we'll be right back. Right on, you guys. All right, we're back. Bills are paid. So, I'm in a few of the groups. You know, we always talk about these little... You in these groups, girl. You know, y'all give me so many things to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, anywho, I'm inside of one of these lesbian communities. And a question came up. (laughs) Um, Actually, it was two questions, but... Actually, it was some bullshit. It's really what it was. So someone posed the question. They were in a marriage. They have a child. The child is not their spouse's. It's the pro- the the child of the previous spouse. Mm-hmm. And the the current wife, although she's financially contributing to the child 
for the majority of the part, you know, maybe like she handles most of the finances. They don't include her in anything else concerning the child. Mm. So any conversations about what she does mm. or, you know, how the money is dispersed or after school things, activities. Nope. She's never included. Nope. Um, and so the wife was like, you know, I should I feel away like this is my child. We a package deal. And I'm just like. But but your marriage is a package too, <laughs> right. and she's contributing financially, but she has no say so in anything else. Mm. So, what are your thoughts on that? That's some bullshit. Is what I think. Like if 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 I'm not able to give my opinion or contribute towards the welfare and the benefit of the child outside of anything financial, you're not getting my financial either because you can be re- you and that other person can be responsible for that child financially. Mm-hmm. As well as all those other things. Mm-hmm. And I know that might sound petty. You know, that's mm-hmm. petty. It's about the child. But it's also about my money that I'm giving too. Right. So what we're not getting ready to do is dismiss that that very crucial and important part. Or that's selfish. Is it? Because if that's the case, it's just as selfish for you to ask me to continue to contribute financially. But then treat me like my opinion or my thoughts or whatever well-being or goodwill I might have towards this child doesn't matter. Because I'm not this child's biological parent. That's not how parenting works. Or step parent, like I would like yeah. even if we, you know, there was a step parent situation. Step parent is still you know, it's still a parent. You know, they go to parent teacher conferences. They go to you know, they pick the baby they pick up, the drop them off. You know what I'm saying? Feed them. You know, buy them clothes. They do all the same things that the parents do. Uh, you know, you're just separating that because they're not their biological parent. And I've been in that position before, mm-hmm. you know, where it's it's cool for me to buy them school clothes, buy them shoes, get their hair cut. You know what I'm saying? Pay medical bills. It's cool. But then when it comes to disciplining them, then you want to have attitude. No, that's that's we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that at all. Listen, if I can do all these other things, I can do all the other things that encompass what it means to be a parent mm-hmm. to that child. So for them to only say, well, we only want you to contribute financially. No, you don't. (laughs) So the spouse withdrew her money. Yeah. And was like, well, I'll just be here as a support raw team leader. Yeah. But my finances are my money. Yeah, I'm going to go to all the games and track meets and you know what I'm saying? And listen, I'll even sit in on some PTOs and whatnot and give, you know what I'm saying? I'll I'll help up with the, the book fairs and all that uh, you need some help with making the outfits you know the little costumes or whatever mm-hmm. uh, absolutely absolutely but you know what you're gonna buy that material for that costume mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. you're gonna do all that all the financial shit all the parent all that good stuff but i'm just I'm, if i'm people- since you want to treat me like i'm the sideline yeah. that's what i'm gonna give you i think people have they're missing major conversations before they get married man like certain things should be talked about openly discussed absolutely and if there are children involved they need to be brought in for certain discussions as well Mm -hmm. so they can understand how the family dynamic is about to shift yeah so like i come from a generation of people who don't include children in those kind of conversations Mm -hmm. and and um they felt like you know that wasn't a child's place Mm -hmm. but we're dealing with a different different type of kids now Mm -hmm. in a completely different kind of world Mm -hmm. that they're living in they're not living in the same kind of world i grew up in um and it's one of the things that I regret not doing as a parent, having more important conversations with my kids about things that genuinely affected them, that matter to them, and then trusting my children mm-hmm. with those conversations and their opinions that came out of those conversations. Right. You know? So, um, you know, it struck me weird when you said that, you know, bringing the kids in, having a conversation with the kids. Hey, kids, how do you feel 
Growing up, I didn't have no feelings. Yeah, I didn't have it either. Yeah. But I realized how that can mess you up. Absolutely. Especially if it is a situation where this is a step-parent coming in and you're still in your school year. So mm-hmm. you got to deal with the person. Absolutely. Um, Like, there has to be a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, of... Cause well, in my, and sometimes more than one. Yeah, because my thing is when you're separating things like that, like how this person who posted in this group said, you're... In a weird way, teaching this child that this person is no more, nothing more than an ATM. That's it. So that child is going to view this person not with respect. Mm-hmm. They're not going to treat them with the same respect as they would a parent, mm-hmm. even though they're caring for that child like a parent. Right. And they're just seeing them as you just I mean, whoever. You just, you're just incorporating a whole other kind of dysfunction. Yeah. Basically, and that's not you not it, it, that's not in the best interest of the child. That doesn't you know make them. A better person mm-hmm. that doesn't and, and that also doesn't like improve the relationship between them and the step parent. Mm-hmm. Which you want that you want that to be a healthy exchange right. as often as possible or as often as it can be between your child and that step parent because you want that child to be able to trust that parent. Right. But more importantly, you want to be able to trust that that person with your child with the life of your child. Right. So you can't just say, "Well, the only time." You know, my babe or my wife steps up is financial because mm-hmm. people going to look at you like, what, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all must not be happy mm-hmm. if that's the only time that that person contributes. Right. You know, um, I'm definitely more open to and I'm learning to accept that, to be more open to having those more open conversations mm-hmm. that need to be had. Like. Because it doesn't mean that they dictate what goes on, but it's just saying, okay, I heard you out. Yeah. Like, you have a voice. You You have a voice. You're you're not just here dealing with... I'm not a tyrant. Right. You know, and I felt in my household as a child, my my dad was a tyrant, Mm -hmm. you know, and then my mom was a dictator. Right. And so I was just like... Oh, do I say hi bye? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's my only line. I mean, that, that went well on into my adulthood. Like, my siblings are very dismissive to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my older siblings are very dismissive mm-hmm. to me. They don't treat me like I have an opinion about anything. My thoughts don't mean anything. Like when my father passed away, uh, my older brother handled his estate. Mm-hmm. And when I say he handled his estate, everything to dictating if they're going to take my father's feeding tube out, mm-hmm. which was not solely his decision to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Even though we expressed that, he still did what he wanted to do, which I felt was wrong of him to do. Right. Um, but he was my father, too. Right. As much as he was yours, he was my father, too. And I felt like what I had to say mattered. Right. But they were very dismissive and really didn't ask me how I felt about the whole thing whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? But you right. can't. You can't do that to people. You can't just treat people. Because it makes people feel as if they're not valid. Absolutely. And then it, or that they're not valued, that they're not, and it also messes with people later in life when it comes to trusting their own voice Mm -hmm. and their own thoughts and own decisions. And and yet they want to raise children that are secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that was a weird situation. I just wanted to put it out there, and I said, why don't we weigh in on that? (laughs) I'm on the same accord with you. Like, if I can't contribute any other way than financial, then I'm just not going to contribute. Like when we have our when we have our children. Um, I can't wait till we have our babies. You can't wait. 
I'm excited. Like, I we mean, make little midnight, midnight runs right now. You know, like, some of the stuff we do right now. Like, we might go on one tonight. Who knows? We might. But I'm, what I'm saying to you is, is when the baby's getting here, ain't going to be no more midnight runs. I mean, we could take them. No, we can't. Why not? Because we're not taking our kids out in the middle of the night. It's warm. I don't give we a damn. We just going to win. I don't seat. care. I do not care. You're not going to put that night air in my baby's lungs. And some things just ain't going to change. That's what we're not getting ready to do. I think about that sometimes, but I'm ready to start a family with you. Yeah. And I had to I received that. that. I, me too. I'm ready to start a family with you as well. So. I get a second chance. I get a whole nother family. Like, I mean, sometimes I just can't believe that this, that's really happening to me. Like, or happening for me. But I'm so grateful for it. And I'm grateful for you, too. I'm grateful for you. I love you. I love you more. Okay, friend. Okay. All right. So, before we wrap up tonight, what else did we say we were going to touch on? We hit on, on everything. No, it was one more thing I wanted to... Mm-mm. We hit on Jesse. We hit on Jesse. We hit on astrology. We hit on old girl in the group. Straights and the gays. What is the infatuation with straight girls for gay women? Some gay women. I think it's the the conquering. It's the challenge. Because you said you wanted to talk about that last week. Really it, it was a challenge. Uh, after thinking about it, giving it some thought, it's the whole, let me see if I can turn them out type thing. Mm-hmm. And you got to be at a certain age, I think, or at least you should be at a certain age to to really just go on that conquest. Like, I'm not doing that. Even if we, you and I weren't married mm-hmm. and we weren't together, no, nah, I'm good with it because that's a waste of my time and space. And I just got better things to do with my life. Like, why would I deal with you when I could have somebody who understands our lifestyle and who wants to be with me, who isn't ashamed, who isn't hiding, who isn't, who isn't treating me like I'm a chemistry set? What the hell is a chemistry set? It's an experiment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's an experiment. I have never heard that term. Yeah. Like, you want to treat me like I'm an experiment, like I'm a chemistry set to see what... If you mix this in here and you mix some of that in here, what comes out? Like, no, we're not doing that. I'm better than that, you know? You know what made me think to say this? Because I was looking on Instagram and I saw a young Ma's, I guess, latest girlfriend, mm-hmm. Bernice Burgos, I think. I don't know. And she's been straight up until this point. <laughs> um, but clearly, young Ma gets straight girls. They never last. But That's what I'm saying. Like, why are you wasting? Like, again, it's the conquest. It's the conquering. And these young women are just like, you know, it's just for the sake of saying that, hey, I was with Young M.A., you know? So you call her that. I'm not calling her that. You, I'm calling her Young M.A. I don't know what to call because I don't listen to her. Whatever. So. <laughs> I'm just saying like. Uh, um, no shade. I just don't like None. None taken or none received or whatever. But like they, they doing it just for the sake of saying, hey, they was with the celebrity, da, 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 da. Like she's young too. So like if that's how she wants to live her life right now, cool. Hopefully she'll turn a corner in her life where she's like, you know what? I'm ready for something more stable, but that's not for you. Like I've said before, that's not, that lifestyle isn't for everybody. Not everybody wants to get married and settle down and start a family. I remember before we got married, we both told each other we was just going to be hoes. <laughs> like we would get into arguments and we were like, you know what? I'm going to just go out here and get me a little sugar something. Yep. And you was like, I'm just going to be a hoe. And now I just realized me and you, neither one of us have the temperament. Not uh, even a little bit. To deal with that shit. Yeah. Like we was just talking bullshit. Basically, I, I don't have the time. I've been to cost I told you who I was gonna be. I was gonna be the crazy pit bull lady. You know, I was gonna. It was gonna be me and Callie. I was gonna get maybe one or two more, <laughs> and I was just gonna live my life out, do my thing. You know, trying. I was gonna travel here in the states because I didn't know shit about traveling internationally, and I was just gonna do me. Maybe give me a little something, something on the side every once in a while, but I wasn't gonna be in no committed relationship. I was getting ready to be like, fuck that shit. I was gonna be a sugar baby. I straight up had enough. 
I was like, I'm just going to be a sugar baby. And then your little chocolate self came into my life and turned it all around. I hear you with your little sugar baby I bullshit. stopped being a sugar baby for you. That's what's up. I'm worth it. I and was then like, some. I love her. Okay. I'm worth it. You are. Don't get it twisted up in here. You my favorite honey bunches of oats. That's right. <laughs> That's right, boo-boo. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this week's episodes. We hope, well, episode, we hope that you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You enjoyed our conversation. If you have any input, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send them to ladyandstud at gmail.com. We're traveling this week. We are traveling. So we probably will not broadcast on, well, we're going to broadcast, I think, early. I'm going to record us early this week. You're going to do it on Tuesday? Yeah. So we'll record early. This should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, because she's not going to get home until like 10 o'clock at night. Um, but we will be traveling back home to see family um, for the week. Yes. Um, my baby's grandbaby. I, I can't call it my grandbaby because I don't feel like I'm a grandmother. You a so. Mimi. I'm a Mimi. But she's turning one. <laughs> um, our little chocolate drop. Yes. Is gonna be one. Chocolate so kid for her birthday. Happy birthday to my love bug. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think about where we were last year at this time. You know, back home. Yeah. And like you remember because my daughter had called. Said, yeah. Mom, my plug came out. Yeah. Remember that? I remember. Um. And, and, and I know what you about to say. Yeah, yeah. You looked at me. You was like, "Oh, it's getting ready to happen." I was like, "No, she went to the doctor. She said everything was okay. She got time." That night, I told the, I told my wife. I said, "No." I said, "She ain't gonna make it twenty four hours." I said, "That not, baby coming by." You said, "What time you think she coming?" I said, "Ten forty five." Um, or ten thirty five, something like that. At ten twenty three, twenty three hours later, my grandbaby entered the world. So I was close. Yeah, you was on your shit. You was my antennas was buzzing. <laughs> I said that baby coming. Changed changed my world completely. Like having been a mom and loved and like love my daughters endlessly. Like man, it's ridiculous the kind of love you have for your child. Um, but having a grandbaby, totally different experience, completely different world. And she is literally every every time I get to watch a video of her, um, or I get to FaceTime with her, or sing to her. Or whatever the case may be, like it just changes my whole demeanor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's everything. So we're traveling for her first birthday because I wasn't gonna miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my babe has decided we're gonna do this thing Tuesday night. Yeah, I'll just push it out Wednesday. Okay. So we'll still be on schedule. We're just going to have to shift around the schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you again for tuning in. You can follow us on Instagram at the lady and the stud. Yeah. And we would gladly send you a love back, a heart back or something. If you yeah. have anything, you can DM us. Um, we're still on Facebook. You can follow our page on there, Lady and the Stud. Or you can come join our group, our group the travel group, Travel, travel in, in Color. Color. And that's C-O-L-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still trying to put together some trips. We're still trying to figure out the People makeup. are kind of weird right now. Yeah, I think, you know, what's the going on. The energy's weird. The energy's weird financially because, you know, the orange, you know, Kool-Aid in office was messing <laughs> with tax money. So people are a little bit off because, you know, they money a little short this year. Yeah. So we're trying to find something that's economically sound yeah you know for we everybody can still to go do. and have a good time we can still go have a good time so we're thinking you know South we're gonna build America. this community we're, yeah, it's coming. we are we, we are. are building this community person by person um and we are going to 
be able to travel together. Uh, well, the goal was to have 10 couples for our first trip to go somewhere, but it's going to happen. Yeah. We are going to continue to push for it because we know it's needed, it's wanted, and it's something that's really going to be celebrated once it takes off. And we, we hope that you can be a part of it. Yeah, so we're going to throw a few ideas out there to see what sticks and, and go from there. Yeah. Um, but you guys have a safe weekend. We will talk to you later. Hopefully we have some cool topics on Wednesday. <laughs> um, and love and light. And right that's on. it. Good night. Good night.